1: When I realized that the world worked in many different ways, I'm going to choose to create a life that is specifically designed for me. I see infinite capacity to think and create. That's the magic that we all have. You can tap into that at any point in your life. You just have to decide to do it. And as a leader, you have to be a transition figure. As Dr. Covey said... Be a light, not a judge. Be a model, model, not a critic. If you're like me, constantly working to design a life that will allow you to reach your fullest potential so that you can leave your mark on this planet, then you're in the right place. I'm glad to have you on this journey and hope you enjoy this episode of Inside Out. So when my friend Brendan told me I had to meet his business partner, Vamsi Polimetla, I jumped at the opportunity. The reason? Brendan spoke so glowingly about Vomsi, I had no choice. You see, Vomsi's both a student and a teacher, and he's invested the time, money, and hard work to improve himself with just about every personal growth legend on the planet. This care and attention he took to gain his own self-mastery has led him down a path to coach and mentor countless others to get the most out of their lives. And now, Vomsi's on a mission to create more leaders in the world by dismantling their limited beliefs and giving his clients the vision to think much bigger than they ever have before. This one's chocked full of insights, including why he believes we should schedule time to ask our parents deep questions, why most people have limiting beliefs, and more importantly, how to fix that. He also shares what are some of the things we could be doing on a daily basis to think bigger. And he shares his high-performance planning system that I promise you won't want to miss. As I said, this one is chock full of insights, so let's jump straight in to the conversation. Vamsi Polimetla, welcome to Insight
0: Out. Hey, Billy. Grateful to be here with you this, this afternoon.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to have our conversation. Let's start with this. Why should we schedule time to ask our parents deep questions?
0: Wow. You started with something really, really important because we all have limited time. And if you look at maybe the numbers, we all have 40,000 days on this planet Earth. And some of us, we already like halfway there. And our parents, definitely beyond that half day, halfway mark. So it's always good to get like maybe their wisdom, their knowledge before they move out from this planet. Oh, I love that. So what questions should we
1: be asking them?
0: All right, I think uh, we, we can start with maybe their childhood. What kind of like maybe experiences they had when they were kids and what did they learn from those things? And what are the challenging moments? And most of the time, we only see positive side of our parents journey. We did not see the negative side because they did not share all the wonderful things that happened them to grow. So during this interview, I think like maybe whenever we, we have that conversation, we can bring those like things and we can bring those things to our life as well. Because all the, all their failures, all their mistakes that we can learn and apply into, into our life as well. I did this for myself. I did this for, uh, I asked some of my clients to do this and they said like, wow, this is really, really big.
1: I love that because let's face it, we learn from failure. We learn from challenges. We learn from things that aren't easy. We don't just learn from our successes. 100%. Okay. So we're going to talk about the childhood first. What else should we be asking our parents?
0: About like maybe their advice to if they are in our situation, what are the things that they would do differently? What are the things that they can just like maybe see the possibilities that we are not seeing? Because every parent is a coach. If he really coachable, I think we get mentored by them. Most of the times we ignore that. We just like look for shiny things outside. Oh, I, I know I can figure this out, but uh, all the valuable information they can share with us. And just like maybe if you can just like apply one thing from their learnings into our life, that's, I think, like going to be really, really valuable. Mm.
1: What about proud moments in their life or accomplishments? Why should we ask about those?
0: Because some of the proud moments, they are with us, like some before we born, before we are in this planet. So those are the things I think, like maybe sitting inside of their mind, and it's an opportunity for us to bring those moments to alive. Like maybe we can just like say, oh, really, what was that when you're in school? If you can just like bring that memory back, It's like still, I think, like maybe the best gift that we can give it back to them, so that way they're going to be really, really happy. It's not about like maybe the physical things or the material things that we give it once every uh, every time, like maybe Father's Day, Mother's Day, but these are the memories that we can present them back. Hey, I, I, I remembering like about the discussion. Talk about that again.
1: And then, how should we end this conversation? What are some of the ways that we can? Get the most out of the the conversation, obviously, I think videoing it would be important, but are there any final questions that we should ask our parents when we when we do this interview
0: I think we can we can ask that what is one message that you wanted to give it to your next generation, maybe my grandkids, so if I can just like maybe position themselves, I think they feel really I think like maybe I'm going to give something to not just for my son, not for my grandkid for maybe next couple of generations. And this is the, I think like maybe we all can do anytime and we can ask our kids to do the same thing for with us as well. Because a lot of, lot of information, a lot of knowledge sitting in our head, but the moment like I think we let them open those things up, that's going to be amazing.
1: Uh, what a brilliant exercise and I can't wait to implement it. So Vamsi, let me ask you this. You're somebody that really, really loves personal growth, you love development, you're constantly learning. When we first met, that was one of the biggest takeaways I had is you have a passion for growth. And not only do you have a passion for growth of yourself, but you have a passion for helping other people. As a high-performance leadership coach, clearly you've studied leadership. You've studied the greats, right? And so I'm curious, what is it about leadership specifically and why do you want to create more leaders in this world?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, Ambili. So, leadership is all about taking personal responsibility. It is not about the size of your office. It's not about like maybe the title that you're managing. It is not about like maybe the authority that you have in your field. It's all about like you taking personal responsibility. You are making every single day your best day. It is all about the leadership. I, I call this like a personal leadership, and uh, I help people to just like a step into that personal leadership. Every time you don't need to have this, is leadership is not about like maybe inherited, like uh, you need to have like certain role or certain organization. You can design this and you can cultivate this anytime.
1: So it's about personal responsibility. What else is it that attracts you to leadership? I mean, clearly, that's that's a really important leadership trait, and one of the most important traits. But why does the world need more leaders?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Right now, Billy, stock market is, is going like really, really good, right? In the last 10 years, last like maybe 12 years, it's, it's really in a good, good swing. And uh, if you look at like a real estate market, it is, it is like really, really good. You know, what is the most expensive, costliest place in the planet? No, what is it? Maybe you're thinking like a New York, maybe Chicago, maybe Tokyo. Definitely not those things. And definitely it's not Dubai. The most expensive place on the planet is Graveyard because a lot of people taking their billion trillion dollar ideas and putting it there in the graveyard. And luckily you and I are not there and all of our listeners are not there. So we have an opportunity for all of us, whatever the goals that you have, whatever the dreams that you have. And if you work on those, those will, I think like maybe become real, real, like a billion dollar opportunities outside that is where like i see personal responsibility that is where like maybe i started my company my organization called make more leaders it's not about making more money it's not about making more shiny things making more leaders i remember john uh, jack walsh like uh, talking about i'm in the business of making more leaders you remember ge one, one of the uh, executive and he he said i'm not like in the business of making electric bulbs i'm in the business of making more uh, leaders faster than my competition. That's something like maybe I read it like 10 years ago. And wow, that is really, really good. So that, that's how like, I started this uh, journey and uh, doing this. Ah, oh,
1: I love that. Well, as you know, we, we got connected because of Brendan. And Brendan and I were talking recently. And one of the things he said about you is that you help people think bigger, dream bigger, and, and start to believe more of what is possible. Why is it that most people tend to think small and avoid thinking big?
0: Well, I think like this starts with like all the limiting beliefs. So we all have dreams. Let's say like every 10,000 people who are dreaming, out of 10,000, only one making that dream come to reality because they are comfortable where they are. We all had like maybe that exponential growth curve when we are kids. But the moment we get into the job, the moment we get into our first maybe success we think, oh, I'm already successful. I don't want to make any changes here. So that is where like, I go there and I, I try to show the possibilities, create that momentum so they can help can help themselves, like identifying these are the things that are blocking me. And the moment they identify those limiting beliefs and they can just like unlock it and go to the next level. To answer your question, Billy, it's all about the limiting beliefs. It's everything here between these two uh, ears. I wanted to just like maybe demonstrate that to you real quick. Just close your eyes. Okay. Take your hand out, put close to your mouth, and just imagine you have a lemon in your hand. The lemon is half cut. It's really, really good. It's a yellow lemon. Take that lemon close to your mouth and start squeezing that lemon with your hand. Squeeze it, squeeze it more, squeeze it more. The juice from the lemon getting into your mouth. It's a low lemon. Just squeeze it hard, squeeze it hard, squeeze it hard. Just feel that feeling for a second, Billy. Slowly open your eyes. Take your hand down. Do you see anything in your mouth? Any kind of feeling? Saliva? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So what happened just now, Billy, is your brain started producing saliva as if you have lemon in your hand. Wow. So the point that I wanted to make here, Billy, is our brain does not know whether it's a real or fake. You know you don't have lemon in your hand. This is alive. And everybody knows that there is no lemon, but your brain doesn't care. The moment you give instruction, there is a lemon, brain started acting as if there is a lemon. The same way, Whatever the story that we are telling it to ourselves every single day, the brain going to act that Mm. based on the story. If we change our story, everything is going to change. Hope this like makes sense
1: to you. Yeah. What a great exercise and a perfect example of the power of our brain. And so let's talk about these limiting beliefs for a minute. What are some ways, because you said you first have to identify and recognize that they exist. So one, how do we do that, and then two, how do we eliminate those or prevent them from entering our mind to begin with?
0: Uh, absolutely, we we cannot completely prevent those limiting beliefs. Everyone got a limiting belief, no matter where they are. Right now, I think like we had certain limiting beliefs where we are, like maybe three, four years ago. Now we are in a different level. We have new limiting beliefs, right? We both came from the same corporate background. Uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every, this is like a journey. Every stage in the journey, we are going to have certain limiting beliefs. And we just need to identify what is that like maybe really stopping us from going into the next level in terms of your business, in terms of your career or your life and put it onto the paper. What What is like maybe uh, 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 the reason behind that belief? Is that like really true? If the answer is like maybe not true, we can always like replace that with a liberating truth. So that is, I think like maybe uh, the powerful exercise I, I, I work with my clients for like maybe a couple of weeks on that topic and uh, help them to eliminate those things. And we do this like on a regular basis every six months because every six months you're going to be a completely new human being with the new operating system. This is almost like a, a software in your brain. The moment you install a new one, obviously like there is a next version, uh, it's ready in a couple of months.
1: I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's, it's, it's like software, right? And it's, it's programming, and <laughs> we need to continue to upgrade the program, otherwise it could, it's outdated, or it could have malware, it could have any number of problems, and if we're not consciously thinking about it, then we will have issues. But if we are consciously thinking about it, if we're upgrading our program, will
0: be fully optimized is that right absolutely absolutely I-, I wanted to give like one more simple analogy let's say you you went for your best friend's birthday okay and you are having a drink and one of your uh, neighbor you always hate him sitting next to you and uh, he put one spoon of sugar into the drink what is going to happen there is nothing much difference for you. You're going to have like maybe extra 100 calories in that juice, in that like maybe drink, because he added, uh, your neighbor added a spoon of sugar. And uh, another scenario, Billy, let's go, let's take like maybe you went to the same birthday party and one of your maybe uh, the close relative put a drop of poison into your drink mm-hmm. accidentally. Mm-hmm. They don't know exactly that's poison. They thought like something else, then they dropped into your drink. What is going to happen? You're going to face severe issues with the yep. poison, right? So this is exactly what is happening in our real life as well. I think like connecting back to what you just said, even though you have a best operating system, there are like malwares. Those are the things like maybe thoughts coming from maybe some of your loved ones, sometimes maybe from our enemies as well. So our brain has to upgrade always. Like It doesn't mean like you have a perfect operating system. It is perfect forever. You always need consistent improvements, consistent upgrades throughout our life.
1: Yeah, I love that example. And I'm curious, what are some of the ways, let's go back to this thinking big, because I love that you help people think bigger than they ordinarily would. They may have their limiting beliefs. They may have doubt. They may put restrictions on what is possible. What are some daily activities that you suggest someone do, it could be a client or it could be somebody listening right now, that they could do on a daily basis to think bigger?
0: Absolutely. It, it all starts with the, uh, the morning routine, Billy, the time you, that you get up every single day. I always help people to uh, just like use morning hours more effectively. I'm a morning person. I get up every single day at 4.45, religiously. Not not, no Christmas day off, no New Year day off, no birthday off, not even like my COVID short days off. (laughs) I got up at 4.45 and I have a call with my team at five o'clock every single day. So this is something that like maybe we all can do that. If you just like maybe adjust your calendar, you don't have to get up at five o'clock. Let's say maybe you're getting up every day at seven o'clock. If you can get up like maybe one hour early every single day, so that one hour... Compounding 365 days later, it's going to be 365 hours, which is almost equal to nine weeks of working time. If you take like maybe uh, Saturdays and days off, nine working weeks, almost like you get extra quarter every single year by just getting up one hour early and using that time towards your bigger mission whatever that is. Like right now, you're an IT employee or maybe you're a business owner, but you wanted to do something like what Billy is doing. Like maybe you wanted to start your own podcast and you're the excuse that you're giving it to yourself, I don't have time. Now you have extra nine weeks of time. What are you going to be doing about that? That is like taking the personal responsibility, making that momentum. You don't have to have, I need to quit my job and I need to start this podcast. Just one hour every, every single day is going to give you that leverage. Mm. That is like one of the one of the tactics. I
1: love that. And it makes perfect sense. And in the way in which you've described it, it really puts in perspective how just one hour a day can make such a monumental difference in our ability to do something that we've always wanted to do, but we've been putting it off because we've been trying to do it in our normal schedule instead of doing a, a small change, which wake up an hour earlier. So one of the things you say, and I love this, is that Clarity is more important than intelligence. Why is that the case? And can you describe a little bit about why it's so important to have clarity, especially mental clarity?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. This is uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of times we hear about people are uh, procrastinating. The reason behind procrastination is all about not having mental clarity. They don't know exactly what they want from that particular situation. They don't know exactly what they want from their life. So bringing that clarity to uh, the, the, the life, for example, like I always say, you need to have 4K image of your goal. <laughs> when I say 4K, they need to see the, them executing that goal very, very clearly. If you don't know, there's like a famous quote, we heard it like maybe a million times. If you don't know where you are going, any road will take you there. <laughs> we don't want to take any road <laughs> we need to just like maybe go take the right road to go to that destination. In order for us to go to that destination, first we need to know where the destination is, right? So that is that is where like maybe getting the clarity is more important. And also I always insist on identifying where they are in that journey because that is like maybe the most important thing. If you want to go from uh, somewhere to New York, it's very tough for me to give the directions. First I need to know, where you are, so I can give direction to Manhattan. So that is that is like part of this process. Like I help them to see where exactly they are. Most of the people they don't know where they are. That's right. They wanted to go there, but like say uh, I don't know where I am right now in terms of my life. So I ask like a powerful questions and uh, I bring like maybe say some answers based on that. They identify. Oh, I was thinking I was there, but I'm not there. I'm here. So I need a different map to go to that destination.
1: Makes sense. You got to know not only where you're going, but know where you are. One of the other things you talk about as it relates to mental clarity is this idea of remembering what we control, but more importantly, acknowledging what we don't control. Can you talk a little bit about why that's so important?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Always like a lot of, lot of times people complain about the things that they cannot control. COVID is spreading like fast nowadays. Do you think we can control that? No, because we are not like maybe working on the vaccination. We are not working on like maybe solving the problem. Why wasting our time, things that we cannot control until like maybe a couple of months ago, people are complaining about the politics, right? So they are like, maybe somebody is like celebrating, somebody is like maybe getting into the depression because of that election result. Those things like we cannot control are always like maybe think about what are the things that we can change it in this moment. Control the controllable mm-hmm. can you control your day? can you control your hour? can you control like the next ten minutes? so focus on one thing, maybe make the next ten minutes the best ten minutes of your day if you can do that, I think like maybe that is something that you going back and taking ownership of like maybe your day this is uh, also uh, uh, maybe a metaphor or like maybe uh, analogy a lot of people planning on winning the championships. This is, uh, I think, like maybe the common misconception. I wanted to win the championships. I think like maybe we should be thinking in the opposite way. If you if you really wanted to win the championship, start here. You need to first win the day. A mm. couple of good days in a week makes a good week. A couple of good weeks make a good month. A couple of good months make a good quarter. All we need is like a couple of quarters, great quarters to become like maybe fantastic year, right? So don't worry about winning the big championship, win the current play. If you, if you win the current play, you're going to be winning this match. If you win a couple of matches, you are going to go to the championship game. Then you're going to be winning that. If you're not playing that right now, I think like winning the championship is just going to be your dream. Well, you say don't,
1: start Monday without having clarity about what should happen by Friday. And you have a high performance planning system that you share. Wondering if you could give us a bit of the framework of that, because I think it ties beautifully into what
0: you've just described. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything like uh, uh, starts Sunday evening, the week that you're going to have, it's not going to be starting on Monday morning. You need to have a clear picture about how you are planning to execute your week. So every week is a blessing. Every week is like a blank page. So you need to come up with like, what are the things that I need, uh, has to happen in the next seven days? It's not just like about your business. It's not about your finances. You need to also have clarity about how you are going to be using the next week to grow yourself. What are the books that you're going to be listening in the next seven days? And what are the podcasts that you're going to be uh, listening uh, in the next seven days? What kind of like a workout routines that you're going to be doing it in the next seven days? And what are the fun activities that are you're going to be doing it? The moment you have something on the calendar, 90% chances of you going there and executing it. If that doesn't, like if you don't have that on the calendar, don't even think about it because other things come come into high priority and they're going to take like maybe uh, the ownership of that uh, the day and week. And you look back and say, oh, oh my God, like I missed all of those things.
1: Well, yeah, wh- what gets scheduled gets done. And so you're suggesting break it into uh, four parts. There's a health component. There's a career component. There's a learning and development component. And then there's a, a joy component, a having fun component. The other thing that you talk about mm-hmm. is identify needle movers, identify needle movers, and also identify who you should be interacting with. And I love both of those thoughts because let's face it, we could focus on a million things, but if we're not focusing on what will move the needle, then our attention is misguided. wonder if you could talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There there might be like a hundred things that you may need to work on that week. But always there are like maybe very few things that are going to be uh, giving you 80% or more satisfaction, 80% or more uh, results for for your week. So first like identify those things and fit those big things into uh, your schedule. This is also going back to our old saying, if you have like one jar, you have some sand, you have some pebbles, you have some small rocks and you have some big rocks. If you put... Sand and pebbles first, there is no room in the jar to put the big rocks, right? The same same way here as well. If you identify some of like big needle movers, the big rocks, put them into the jar. So at the end, it's easy for you to put the sand. Even if you don't put the sand, you're okay because you covered like 99% of the, the task that you're planning on doing. So identifying those things, it's not going to be easy in the beginning. The moment you start like maybe right, doing this every week, after a couple of weeks, I think like your brain started, like starts acting like maybe say, I think like I know what I'm doing here. And it'll give you uh, uh, certain things and you put there and you execute that. You'll see like a drastic difference in terms of your results. Mm,
1: yeah. And I think it's a really, really important illustration of the power of going with the the big rocks, right? And, and remembering those are what matter most, right? That's why we want to focus on those a lot of uh, the teaching that I've done in the past is you got to do the eat the frog, right? Eat that frog for first thing in the morning. Do those big things first. I, I want to transition to this concept of trust. I'm a big believer in the power of trust. And I know you are too. And the question I have for you is this. Why is trust
0: like a tree? Sure, sure. Maybe I'll simplify this one. Trust is almost like a, a, a ball, but it's a glass ball. So if you drop a ball, it'll come back, and you can catch it. But if you drop a glass ball, it's not going to come back. So we all need to keep this in mind. It's it's very hard uh, for you to build the trust, but maybe one simple thing you can completely break that. Mm. So you you need to always like keep that like maybe the roots are really really important where where those are coming from. So the trust is like maybe say if trust is good between like a two human beings, the relation is going to be really, really good. The trust is good between two organizations. I think that business is going to be really, really good. But like maybe if you break like maybe a small thing, it's completely gone.
1: Mm. Yeah. I haven't heard that analogy. That's, that's brilliant. And so going back to this, this tree analogy, one of the things that I know is really important to you is integrity. And integrity is, mm-hmm. let's face it, it's what we do when nobody's looking. And when we think about the roots of the tree, nobody really sees those roots. They they exist and they are needed for the tree to survive. They're needed for the tree to have stability. They're needed for anything the tree does and must have the roots from a stability standpoint. But then you have the trunk, which acts more as like the intention of your trust. Then you have the mm-hmm. fruit. And so looking at it from those three uh, lenses, I wonder if you could talk a bit more about the integrity, the intent, and then the fruit of the tree in those
0: three areas. Absolutely, absolutely, Billy. So integrity is all about like maybe what you are doing uh, when nobody's watching. If you look at like maybe all the successful people, they had at least like maybe a million reps before we know them, right? Michael Jordan or like maybe Agarul or any successful athlete or maybe a politician or maybe a CEO, they they do a lot of work behind the scenes. And the same way, the trust also, like maybe what you're doing behind the scenes. It's not about your title. It's not about like maybe the big office size that you have, what you're doing when nobody's there in the scene. For example, you did like a lot of background work for this interview. I can clearly see that. <laughs> so this is exactly what integrity means. This tells me how passionate you are about what you're doing, right? I can trust you more, just like maybe the questions that you're asking. Uh, Billy, I think like you're, you're real, real, I think like a leader. Ah, thank you. So that is, that is number one. And number two, it's all about the intention. And if your intention is clear, if your intention is like, maybe say, I'm not expecting anything in return, always the relation will go uh, much more further. If your intention is like maybe at 10%, you are not good. You are not going to be uh, going that very far. I wanted to give a small story as well. So there used to be two kids. So it's just a story. I think like it's a perfect example here. Everyone can learn from this story. So one boy and one girl. So boy was playing with some marbles, and girl got a full box of candies, and she's eating and she's enjoying. The girl is like really came from rich rich family, and the boys came from like a poor 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 background. So boy was looking at the girl, and he was thinking. I wish I had those candies. I never had like uh, that many candies. And I always love to have candies because of my financial thing. I, I could not afford candies. And uh, the girl observed this boy and uh, came to him and said, do you want candies? He said like, uh, yeah, maybe I can give all my candies. I never played with the marbles. Uh, can we trade candies and marbles? Immediately, boys thought like, wow, that's that's a great idea. And uh, he asked, like, can I have all of your candies? And she said, like, yeah, if you give all of your marbles, I'll give all of my candies. So boy, just like I took a minute and said, like, OK, take all of my marbles. And he gave everything to girl. And uh, the girl gave the entire box of uh, candies to this boy. One thing that happened there, uh, Billy, the boy kept one of his best marble on his pocket. He did not trade it that. And girl just gave everything to him and uh, uh, she took all the marbles and went home and that night girl went home played with the marbles for some time and slept mm-hmm. this boy went home eating like a candies because he never had that many candies he was like super happy with that but he could not sleep he was thinking maybe that girl did not give me the best candy <laughs> She kept it. In
1: her pocket. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious! I, that's a great illustration,
0: right? So it's it's I think like maybe the same thing that is happening outside. Maybe it's not about her; it's about him because he did not give his best. He was always thinking maybe other person did the same thing. It's maybe at your job, maybe at your like maybe uh the business that you are doing, maybe the relation with the business partner. Always your intention if the intention is good intention is like maybe you're giving your best you always get that trust back yeah. it's 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 not from the other side it's from yourself as well because we always have a kid inside of our body talking to us all, all the time so we need to have trust with that kid as well that is also like important yeah. and the, finally the fruits are basically like what we see the results based on the trust the results that we are getting it uh, to the uh, from from the yeah results. no
1: and it's always Nice to see the outcome, but without the the roots, without the trunk, the outcome won't be there. Without the integrity, without the intention, you won't see the the fruit. You won't see the, the the labor won't come to fruition because you don't have those two elements. So I want to talk about your love of personal development. I mean, you've studied Tony Robbins and you met Tony Robbins and Brenda Bouchard and Michael Hyatt, Jay Shetty. I mean, the list goes on and on. I looking at your photos you you have pictures with pretty much a, it's a who's who of personal development why do you love personal development where does that come from where did that love for personal growth come from
0: absolutely so i wanted to tell a simple story that happened uh, in my life this was about like maybe uh, 11 years ago billy i i was working in um, a large health insurance company as a technology leader and uh, i got an opportunity to step into management I was really good hands on with the technology. Uh, I was designing, developing like a lot of systems there. So I thought, like, maybe it's a great opportunity uh, for me to explore different areas, that management side. And uh, I immediately jumped and uh, I accepted that position. Very first month, I had a challenge. So one of my managers asked me, Vamsi, next week, we are going to be giving a keynote, keynote speech. So this is all about like maybe since you're a new manager, you're going to be sharing your journey. You're going to be sharing your vision with your team members. And I thought like maybe, yeah, next week is like a couple of days. I prepared very hard for that presentation. The day uh, I went to the presentation, I thought it's just like my team going to be in that uh, town hall. I, I, I was only like, maybe it's again like a mental belief. Right. So I, I was just like, uh, uh, visualizing like maybe 10, 15 people who are reporting to me in that presentation, but it's almost like 150 people showed up to that. And I completely bombed on the stage because I was not expecting that many people, my mental state, like I was not ready for to giving the presentation to that large audience. And, uh, that night I could not sleep. I was like completely, uh, uh felt like a failure. I felt like maybe, I'm not enough. I, I don't think like maybe I'm fit for this job. All the, all the negative things are going through my mind. So next day, my intention was go to my manager and tell him, hey, thank you for the opportunity. I don't think like management is not my cup of tea. Uh, I wanted to go back and do what I was doing before. That was the intention. I went into his office and uh, very first thing I heard from him, Bamsi, you did pretty well yesterday. That completely blowed my mind. And I was about to tell I would have done better. Uh, I would have done like maybe something differently. And he said, you're going to get more opportunities. This topic is over. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I said like, no. Okay, then go back to work. (laughs) So I stepped out from the room. And that moment I decided somebody believed in me. I do not want to let this person down for any reason so i started investing pretty much what i was making into my personal growth uh, after paying my mortgage after paying my bills at home so this was like 11 years ago uh, billy i never stopped that every single book on the leadership every single book uh, on personal growth i uh, met like all the people that you mentioned tony robbins robin Sharma, brendan butchard uh, you just name it That simple thing, like maybe somebody believed in me, gave me completely like maybe different meaning in my life. And I asked myself this question. Because of him, somebody believed in me, I became a completely new person. And how about if I believe other people? That is where like my coaching started. I did not know I was coaching at the time, but I was always like a coaching part of this like a journey. I was helping them. I was helping my team members. I was helping my managers, people two levels above me, also to think differently. Dream big, think big, act big. So those are the things like a foundation. I became foundation for my business. And uh, three years after that incident, the moment I bombed on the stage three years later, I was giving a keynote to the entire organization thousands of people through like a different various uh, uh, channels and after the presentation our one of the senior executive came to me and said like i never saw somebody talking like you wow. and later i got like a really really big bonus on uh, for for that uh, the one keynote speech wow Amazing. so Going, going back from zero to almost like maybe becoming the best speaker in the organization. Then like, I got like invited for like many other organizations and I spoke in front of like thousands of people uh, g- giving all, all these like leadership talks. So it's all because somebody believed in me. Mm.
1: Well, I love that you now are paying
0: it forward
1: and now you're taking that experience and allowing it to fuel the work that you're doing to make more leaders One of the things that you've done is you've highlighted nine of the most common themes or principles of what makes a leader. And this is drawn from all the people that that I mentioned and more, the courses that you've taken, the live events that you've attended, the books that you've read. And so I'm going to share these nine leadership principles. And then I want you to tell me which of these stand out the most And who you learned it from, if you could recall, and anything else from all the people, because you're somebody that's invested so much in yourself. I really wanna make sure we distill what you've learned uh, and then pass it on to anyone who's listening right now that could gain value. So here they are. Number one, you already mentioned this take 100% responsibility. Number two, treat every day like a blessing. Number three, the future is better than the past. Number four, confusion and certainty are okay. Number five, there is always a way if you commit. Number six, these leaders, they're always running their own race. They're not playing the comparison game. Number seven, no failures, only outcomes. Number eight, leave the place better than you found it and make more leaders. And number nine, your body is your temple. Make sure you take care of yourself. So which of those stand out and what other things aren't on that list that you think would be valuable to share?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think like they, they all like maybe tattooed into my brain <laughs> and also like maybe tattooed into like many of the personal uh, junk, junk emails, right? So these are all the things like maybe run, run us like every single day. So I think like maybe out of all, if you want me to pick only one, my top pick 100% responsibility that is i think like maybe my one thing because there is always like maybe say we, we run into this issue maybe blaming on other things blaming on like maybe internet connection maybe blaming on economy blaming on like maybe other people so if you take like maybe 100% responsibility we ask different questions we just had a uh, had this demonstration the moment you say something to your brain your brain will be acting accordingly if you take like 100% responsibility the question that you're asking you're going to be getting different results so what is in it for me here to learn from the situation if something happens what is in, in it for me to learn from the situation how can i grow from the situation those kind of questions is going to be completely put us in into a different uh, uh, zone mm-hmm. Because we are all always like going back to like uh, uh, our human brain always like going to the negative uh, things. Oh, why this is happening for me? Who did this? Who 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 dropped the ball? All those questions like pretty common. We hear like always in the corporate world. We always hear this in the business world as well. But like if you ask like a different questions, you get like a different uh, results outcomes. So maybe the Tony Robbins is, is some, somebody like influenced me uh, uh, very, very well on, the, on that topic. Take 100% responsibility on uh, everything. The second thing, maybe I think like the second favorite is uh, your body is your temple. Because this is the only place that we are going to be living the rest of our life. If you're not taking care of that, what is the point of you making like maybe $10 million or maybe $10 billion because there is no place that you're you're going to be living, so always like a treat your body like maybe the the best asset that you have. Yeah. Everything what we are putting into that, the activities that we are going to be doing every every single day is going to be determining our uh, the stay here.
1: I love that man, and you know, look, taking a hundred percent responsibility is a really important thing to remember because it's easy to place blame. It's easy to. Focus on things that we don't control or make excuses for things that we don't control. The other thing that you highlight, and I love this, is what is your commitment level? And the way you frame this is, do you have long-term thinking or short-term thinking? Are you full of commitment? Are you really taking the approach? Let's see how it goes. So why is it important to ask ourselves the question, are we thinking short-term or long-term? Absolutely, absolutely. This
0: this is the question that uh, I always ask my uh, prospects, not the clients, because I don't take them into my client until they answer this question. Are you interested? This is I learned from uh, John Asraf. I'm I'm sure you know, you know, John. Are you interested, or are you committed? Because a lot of people are interested. A lot of people interested to be guest on your podcast, but very few people who are committed to give the best. And you are doing the same thing. A lot of people running podcasts, but you are committed to give the best to the world. So there's a difference. Interested, always like people, if they see one obstacle, they step away. If they see one failure, they step away. But people who are committed, like you and I, we saw this many times, a lot of ups and downs in our journey. And Mm -hmm. we know we are committed. We already accounted for these things and we never give, it, uh, give up anything that easy. That's right.
1: Well, Vamsi, I have a few more questions for you before we wrap up. The, this one is really about your vision. What's your bigger vision for the
0: world? I think my bigger vision for the world is I wanted to help 1%, just 1% dreamers to execute their dream because every 10,000 people, if you take like maybe only one are completing that dream. I just wanted to help like 1%. The reason that there is a selfish reason behind that, because if I help them achieve their dream, they're going to be helping more people.
1: Yeah. What a great vision. Okay. So along those lines, when it's all said and done, we, none of us will be here forever. So my question to you is this, what do you want to be remembered for?
0: Hmm. I think, uh, did I live my life fully? And uh, did I uh, die empty? I don't want to uh, die with maybe some of my dreams still running in my mind. I just wanted to just uh, live fully and empty everything.
1: Uh, So beautifully said. Uh, And so last question for you is, I I really appreciate the fact that you've become um, just so open to embrace learning from so many different directions for the listener who wants to capture some of that gold uh what are the resources tools books that you think stand out above any else like is there one or two books or courses or places that you think people could go to that stand out the most that have been most influential to you
0: absolutely 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 I I think like maybe multiple books uh, I can recommend. Maybe I'll I'll create a post and post it on like maybe LinkedIn and Facebook, all my favorite books. For now, I think like maybe if you wanted to just like maybe get something more from your life, read the book by Robin Sharma, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Yes. That's, I think, like a completely uh, going to give different uh, meaning out of your life. It doesn't matter you're making $10 million a year, or $100 million, or maybe you're just starting out. You're going to see your life differently after reading that book.
1: Yeah, and uh, I love that recommendation and definitely encourage everyone picking that book up. And so, Vamsi, I want to say thank you for being here. I'm so humbled to have this opportunity to learn all of this knowledge and appreciate the way in which you approach not only how you learn yourself, but how you pass that along to everyone else that you meet, whether they be your clients or anybody that you meet. And so um, for those who want to find out more, obviously, I know you're on LinkedIn. Um, I know you have a a Facebook group. Where would be the best place for people to find more information and to really understand some of the offers that you have, including your coaching um, and other programs?
0: Absolutely. I'm just creating my first uh, website called Wamsi.coach. It's still a work in progress. I think, like, maybe that is the place down the road. You'll find all the information. Okay, perfect. Wumpsy Polymetal on LinkedIn at wumpsy.coach. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, I, uh, I'm so grateful to you, my
1: friend, for taking the time to spend and share your insights. I'm a big believer in the work that you're doing. I know Brendan, you know, as you know, very well. And when Brendan said we should meet, it was a no brainer that we take the time. And then, of course, when we met, I was so excited to have the opportunity to do what we're doing right now to exchange ideas, to share, and to help other people on their journey of life. And I am grateful that you are able to continue doing the work that you're doing. Bombsy, thank you for being on Inside
0: Out. Absolutely. Absolutely, Billy. So, so grateful to be here. And thank you so much for uh, this opportunity.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside Out. I hope you took away some valuable insights that will help you in business and in life. Gene breakthrough moment may happen when you least expect it. Insight out.